0: Let's turn together now to Acts chapter two, uh, verses forty-two through forty-seven. And you can find these uh, either in your church Bible on page uh, eight hundred and fifty-seven, uh, or it's also in uh, your service sheet for your convenience. Uh, Acts two forty-two through forty-seven. We're uh, continuing uh, a series we started this morning—a very short series on our our values as as uh, a church, where our our vision, is, as we we said this morning, is. Uh, that those in, in Hammersmith and the surrounding communities, all of us, would come to know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday morning we heard Richard preach on, on that passage from, from 2 Corinthians. Uh, this morning we looked at our first value, which is God's Word. Why is it that we, uh, that we talk so much about the Bible? Why do we, uh, as, a, as, a, as, as the people of God, seek to, to bend our hearts and our minds to God's Word, the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Tonight we're looking at our, our second value, which is uh, God's people. Uh, so why, why is it that we that we value in uh, gathering together uh, as, as the fellowship, the, the family uh, of God? And we, we really see that here this evening in, in Acts chapter 2, uh, the, the very first church, the early church uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, so this is God's Word, Acts 2, beginning in verse 42. And reading through verse 47. And they, that's the church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Oh, Amen. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forevermore. Well, as we turn to God's word, let's let's pray together and ask him, ask him to bless us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, we once again turn to you as your people, uh, longing to be fed by, by your word. Uh, fathers, we, we come before you this evening as, as your people. We pray that you would speak to our hearts by the truth that we have just read. We pray, Father, that you would shape us by it, that, that you would shape not just us as, as individuals, but us as your church, your people, that you would uh, grow us more and more into the, to the community that you desire us to be. Bless us now, we pray for Christ's sake, Amen. When I when I was at uni, uh, one of my flatmates introduced me to uh, what are called demotivational posters. Some of you might be familiar with the more popular motivational posters, so the ones that have like a, a really pretty picture on them, and they'll have a inspirational word and, and big bold letters, and then underneath it, it'll have a definition. It'd be something like, uh, you know, a, a picture of a footballer celebrating a goal. And it might say, say something like adversity. You know, the the things that that uh, we overcome don't define us. They they forge us, or, or, or something ridiculous like that. I made that one up. So if you if you like that, I could put it on a poster for you, and it would only cost you ten quid. Uh, but but the the, the uh, demotivational posters are, are actually the opposite of this. So they're they're things like uh, the one my flatmate showed me. Uh, had this picture of of two bears and they're they're fighting on a beach at sunset. and the word that was on it said, strife. as long as we have each other, we'll never run out of problems. And you see community is is one of those things that that everyone longs for, but but it's really tricky, isn't it? It's one of those things that that's hard to get right. It, it feels like that that demotivational poster where we want to be with one another but but it often feels like the more we're together, the, the more problems we have. We don't always get on, do we? You know, some of you have uh, maybe been on, on something like the Nextdoor app, you know, the Nextdoor app where, where uh, it's supposed to be about bringing your local community to, together. It's this, this app where you can talk about uh, you know, local issues and local things. Uh, what it ends up being is just a place to, to argue and be nasty to one another. And instead of doing it with somebody across the world, you're doing it with the person next door. Yeah, we still have this deep longing for community, don't we? We want to be a part of the group. We want to know uh, what's going on. We want to be cared for. And sometimes we want to care for others, don't we? And what I want to suggest to us tonight is that, that as a church, uh, we're called to community. And at, at Grace Church, one of the, the values, our values is, is God's people. And by that we mean God's people together in fellowship with one another and in, in community with one another. You may, have, you may have been burned by, by groups in the past. Maybe you've been part of uh, even a, a, another church that, that, uh, that you've had a falling out with. And I can't promise you that we'll always get everything right here at Grace Church, but what I do think is, is that uh, a prosper, proper gospel-centered Christian community has certain advantages over any other group. You know, a proper church of Christ and the, the fellowship that we enjoy as God's people has certain advantages that you that you can't get anywhere else. We are much more than a social club. You know the the main thing that is is that we know that we're terrible people. You know, we know that we're we're sinful people, that we're prone to sin, that we're prone to hurt one another. But we're also people that with with a real hope. You know, we long to repent, to seek and to offer forgiveness to one another. We know who to turn to in our sin. And we can point one another to that person, Christ Jesus, can't we? You see, Christian community, the, the community of the churches, is very simply uh, human relationships enjoyed in their proper context and in their proper proportion because our relationship to God has, has been restored and that, that begins to restore all the others. In other words, it's, it's people who are, who are being made whole, caring for one another and growing in wholeness together. That's the gospel community of the church. And what I hope we see in, in that is, is that's a, a lifelong process. We don't come together out of our, our perfection. You don't start coming to church when when you feel like you're good enough. We come together because we long to be made perfect through the work of Christ in us. We long to be ministered to by one another. And so what does gospel community look like? What kind of, what kind of community are we building at Grace Church Hammersmith? Well, the truth is, we, we aren't doing anything novel. And we aren't doing anything new. This is, this is what the church has, has, has strived to be for centuries. And we see that in our, our passage from Acts tonight, don't we? Uh, and like this morning, there's, there's four things for us to see. And we'll look at them briefly. First of all, uh, a devotion to God's word. Second, we see a devotion to fellowship. Third, we see a devotion to generosity. And fourth, we see a devotion to the outsider. And before I dive in, I, I do want to underline this word devotion. You know, that's uh, that's, that's a word that that Luke uses here to uh, uh, to, to describe the church, but it's a, it's actually a powerful word. We often simplify it to mean simply a, a commitment, but it's it's actually more than just a commitment. It's it's something that we uh, it, it's it's something that's, that's held deeply and passionately. Uh, it's it's something that we we give ourselves over to. And each of of these four things are, are therefore, a big deal in the the church more broadly, but in in Grace Church particularly. So first, let's look at our our calling to uh, a devotion to God's word. And we talked at length about God's word this morning, uh, didn't we? But it's always worth pointing out uh, that a, a proper church of Christ is devoted to God's word the teachings of the apostles and prophets, the the, the Old and New Testament. You see, the, the absence of the word of God would simply make the church another community organization, a community for community's sake. What I mean by that is is that we, we become simply a club like any other club if we aren't devoted to God's word. And we actually see churches that, that have become that, don't we? Uh, I won't name any names, but we, we've, we see that uh, in, our, in our culture in our society. I know churches where the Word of God's a bit of inspiration. But the big thing that, ne- that, they, that they feel they really need is to just be kind to one another, to have a community where, we're, where we all just sort of get on, and we overlook people's faults and we're kind. I knew a minister who uh, was always trying to get all the other churches in, in a particular community together and we would the, the ministers would ask him why you know, what, that, that's fine we're we're happy to do something together but but what are we doing like what's what's the purpose what's the message and he would simply answer it's just a good thing to do people want to be together as a community and we'd say yeah we, we agree people want to be together as a community but but why like what are we to getting like what's the thing that's that's bringing us together and when you dug down a bit deeper with this with this minister you you began to realize there was no real, real purpose because there was no real message. There was no calling to faith and repentance. There was no uh, pointing people to the wonder of the gospel. There was no uh, desire to, to gather and worship our great God. The word of God has to be central to our community and to our gathering as his people. And the reason for this devotion is because we know the word of God reshapes us, doesn't it? We heard a lot about that this morning and 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 it reshapes our community in a in a world where we're told uh, to look within ourselves. We feel like often we we feel like we're we're doing other people a favor, don't we? Don't we by being part of their community? You know, uh, community becomes about us uh, consuming something. You know, we join a community uh, for for all kinds of different reasons. Well, a community devoted to the Word of God calls us out of ourselves. It calls us to 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 care for others it calls us to be part of the family of god because there's a god who made us and there's a god who who calls us into this community of other believers to to care for one another and build one another up both physically and spiritually that's what we see here isn't it the church in acts was devoted to the apostles teaching but then what else they were they were devoted to fellowship weren't they Fellowship is one of those words that we throw around in the church without uh, really unpacking what it means. So I think I want to think it through together for for a couple of minutes. Fellowship's uh, uh, participating in a close alliance. If you if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, which you should be if you're not, uh, the first book is called The Fellowship of the Ring. What are they? What, what's what, what are they? What are they doing? They're they're taking this magic ring to mortar. I, I always hate describing it. It just sounds so nerdy if you're not into it. But, but you know they're, 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 they're coming together around this, this singular purpose. But what happens to that group of people as they come together is, is they actually genuinely care for one another. They depend upon each other. They, they, they move together towards this purpose. You see, fellowship is, is participating in a close alliance. It's when a group of people are brought together by, by a mutual need or a mutual affection that opens them up to deeper intimacy. It's more than a club where everyone's brought together by, I don't know, a love for for Jane Austen, or because they like bowling. Does anyone still like bowling? Maybe. Or maybe they enjoy reading comic books, whatever it is. Real fellowship implies a shared love that becomes a, a real love for one another. There's a deep obligation to one another in a In a proper fellowship, and that's something you don't get in a book club and this is where we have to come to grips with the fact that that in the Church of Christ and, and in grace Church, you can't remain anonymous and that's not just because we're really small. You can't remain anonymous because because we're called as God's people to be be part of of, of that fellowship and that means placing ourselves. Into, into fellowship, into intimacy, into life with one another. We aren't a church for consumers. And we aren't a church where, where some serve and, and others just, just sort of consume. We're, we're a church that believes that God's called you, that, that's called you in Christ. And if he's called you in Christ, he's called you to, to do good works that he's prepared for you to do. And we do that in the fellowship of God's people or sometimes we, we have needs and that, that others help us with and at times we see needs in others that, that we care for and help with and that should sound a lot like a family because that's, that's what the church of Christ is it's the family of God's people so what did this fellowship look like in the early church what, what can we learn from this, this very early family of God it, it looked like a group of people again spending time together in God's word but there are people who, who actually also understood that food matters, doesn't it? We love food in our church, don't we? I mean, that's, that's natural, isn't it? Food makes everything better. They were devoted to the breaking of bread together for, for both the Lord's Supper, but also for, for a fellowship meal. We're going to break bread together uh, in a few minutes as part of our worship and our fellowship together, because that's something that God's people have done for two centuries. They were committed to praying for one another, weren't they? Which is something that's so important for us, isn't it? Because we're 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 pointing one another to the one in whom we depend upon for all of our needs. The God who, who made us and redeemed us and who calls us together. We we care for one another through our prayers. See at Grace Church we're we're called not to not only to to not only uh, imitate these things, but to take these things on. As our own devotions and values we want to be a church marked by by hospitality and love for one another one of the the most wonderful things that that's happened over the last year i think is that that we've seen god uh bring together people who who none of us really knew each other before we started worshiping together but we we were brought together by by a love for for christ and we found that we actually really enjoy being together don't we and as we as we grow we want to keep growing in that We want to keep having people into homes we want to be praying for one another we want to be encouraging one another in God's Word that we want to be a church that that's deepening our relationships within this family but also that's open to to outsiders that's welcoming to those who are coming for the first time now the third thing we see in this this early church was a devotion to generosity and you may have noticed this uh, next one is, is actually a bit shocking. It's, it's described in, in probably greater detail than any of the other things they were doing together. Verses 44 through 47. Listen to this again. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Now that's quite radical, isn't it? If we were going to, to, to put a label out, you know, they're, they're taking all their possessions, they're selling them, and they're, they're sharing them amongst one another. If we were going to label that, we'd, we might dare to call it communism or even socialism. But there's a big difference between what's happening here and those two philosophies. And the difference is love. To the people of, of the Church of Christ in Jerusalem, this, this first church, they weren't, they weren't compelled by a philosophy of fairness or equality to, to give up their things and share amongst others. They were compelled by a love for their brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's, a, that's an incredible difference. They were compelled by this, this love for one another to lay aside their own needs to make sure that, that others had enough as well. I'd argue this is where where we see most profoundly God's people acting as God's family. Because when you read the description of of, of what they were doing and holding these these things in common, that, that is they, they were looking at their possessions not as their own, but as a gift from God that that ultimately belongs to him. What they were, were doing was treating each person in the church the way that, that they would treat someone in their own household. When you're part of a family you don't keep score, do you? You know, I'm not keeping score but, but my kids, for example, they don't pay rent. They they eat from my table. They play my Nintendo often when I would like to be playing it myself. And all that's great because they're part of my family. You know, what's what's mine is theirs. You you see the way that we treat one another when it when it comes to our hospitality. When it comes to how we we think about our money and possessions reveals how how our relationship, how, how, how we relate to that person, how we view that relationship. You see, the early church were a proper family who who cared boldly and generously for one another. And I know that as, as Brits, we don't like talking about money. And we've not talked about it very much in in the last year. I recognize that. And many of you have come up to me kind of quietly and, and said that you'd you'd like to 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 give to the church which is which is great and that's been that's been really encouraging and we do believe that you should be giving to the church but I, what what I want to encourage us in this evening is is to be open to the needs that you might see uh, in our midst the things that you might hear about within within the congregation within your relationships within this, within this church and to consider how you can care for those needs according to your means and ability here's here's what i mean you know, we should be keenly aware of the, the cost of living crisis, shouldn't we? Unless we've been living under a rock, you've, you've heard how, how many people in, in the coming months are, are possibly going to have to decide between whether they heat their homes or whether they eat. And that's, that's one of those things that you just, like, like, we never thought about or imagined, even just six months ago, that, that people would be facing that kind of choice. But, but it's likely that people, even, even in this room, could find themselves in that situation in just a few months time and how does god call us to respond to that well we see it quite dramatically here don't we we're called to, to say to the one in need what's mine is yours in christ so how can i help we're called to offer those things to our brothers and sisters freely and the fact is you you really don't need the church to coordinate that like often that's that's you know in our modern world that's that's how we think about it isn't it? like, oh I I need to go like get Rob or I need to go get you know someone in the church to to help coordinate and, and and fix this no no if you if you see if you see someone struggling, you're you're welcome to help them. If you if you don't know how to help them or you can't help them, you can you can come and talk to me. Like we 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 do want to help. Also, add if you if you find yourself in need, don't be embarrassed to come, to come and speak to me privately. And we'll do what we can to help. In fact, we long to help. Because you're part of the family of God. And the benefit of being part of God's family is that, that we can be generous in, in caring for one another. Because Christ has been generous with us, hasn't he? And be, he'll be generous with us for eternity. The, the things of this world have, or at least should have, less of a hold on us as God's people. And that should be reflected in how we think about and manage our finances and our money. Now, the fourth thing and the last thing this evening, we see is a a devotion to the outsider. Look back at at the last sentence of verse forty-seven. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. The Lord grew their church. This little church in Jerusalem, the Lord was growing it. Why? Yeah, you know, that's what we really want, isn't it? We want we want the Lord to grow, Grace Church. We want people to join grace church we want to see people saved and brought from death to life what was what was the secret sauce yeah that's what we're always looking for isn't it what's what's the latest technique what's the secret sauce what did they do i'll give us two things that they did first these people were uh, to use the 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 derisive phrases of our day they were the god squad they were the religious nutters you know, if you joined our study of acts this this last year you you saw this You you saw the the extremes that people went to 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 share their faith, the things that they suffered for the sake of the gospel. But God added to the church many who were being saved because his people were being consistently bold in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What were they doing when they attended the the temple or when they went to the synagogue? Well, they were reasoning with, with the Jews, weren't they? And telling them from Scripture, pointing them to that Jesus was the fulfillment of the Old Testament, the Church of Christ was was bold in sharing the gospel, and we want to be bold too, don't we? I know many of you have asked me uh, at times how, how you can 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 answer questions about the gospel that your friends are asking you, or if there's materials that you could you could get to to give to a family or, or a family member or a friend. And that's really encouraging, and I hope you'll keep doing that. We want to equip each other to, to share our faith. We're going to be, uh, from, from next Wednesday, spending a term working on, working on evangelism training, equipping ourselves to share the gospel as the early church did, to have a heart for the outsider and to bring, uh, bring in and love those who are far from God. But the second reason why the church was growing was because the Holy Spirit was at work in it. The Holy Spirit was at work in this church and in, in, in their, their community, who added to their numbers. It says the Lord added to their numbers. It takes an act of God to grow a church. You know, we could humanly speaking get we could do we could do everything right from a human standpoint. If if the Lord doesn't doesn't work in people's hearts, then, then Grace Church won't grow. The really encouraging thing for us, what what I hope you'll find encouraging, is we could we could do everything wrong from a human perspective. And if the Lord blesses Grace Church, we'll we'll grow anyway. We certainly aren't doing everything right, humanly speaking, are we? And you've got a you've got a middle aged minister who's who's not very cool. He's never fit into skinny jeans. I can grow a decent beard. That's about it. I'm not I'm not the, the stereotypical church planter. We're not gonna have the cool vibe around here, are we? From a human perspective, we, we're not that great. But if the Lord through the Holy Spirit moves in hearts, as we've seen him doing over the last year, then nothing can, can hold back the church of Christ from growing and flourishing. See, as a church we can be devoted to the outsider, to, to welcoming in those who don't know Christ. And we can go out and we can call people to faith and, and repentance, knowing that it doesn't depend on us. It's Christ alone who builds his church. And as he promised his apostles, the gates of hell will not overcome it. See, what we're ultimately called to is, as God's people in community and in gospel community, what we're ultimately called to is to love and care well for one another. Because we, we see the world differently. See, this, this first century church saw the world differently. We're called to, to look at the things that, that are eternal and to and to embrace those things. That's what we're doing in the church. We're, we're embracing the, the God who made us, our, our creator. And we're embracing him in Christ Jesus and allowing him to shape us. Because he's always been and he always will be. He's eternal. We're embracing God's people who we will not only spend this life with, but will will be with. For eternity in heaven. And see, that's the wonder of being part of God's people and being part of the family of God in the church. And this is why we value God's people at Grace Church. Because when you when you look around this room tonight, you're you're looking at people that you're you're not just going to spend a few years with. You're not looking at people that you're just going to see while while you're part of this this church. You're looking at people that you're going to spend eternal, eternity with. These are people that, that, that you're going to approach the very throne of God and worship with one day. And That's a weighty fact when you stop and think about it. The people here with you tonight are not just mere mortals. What we do today together, we will be doing together for eternity with Christ Jesus, our King in heaven. And that truth should define how we love and care for one another in the here and now, just as it did for the Church of Christ Jesus in Jerusalem nearly 2,000 years ago. Let's pray.